Together. This no, is Laura, what. You don't say together. But it says together on the thing. Yeah, but see the colon. You say what's after the colon. Let's try it again. Okay. Just pretend that you can't see that. Tell me Ready? Okay. What? One, two, three. Colon. This is Laura. No, you don't say colon. Why like, did you? Why did you say a punctuation mark? You just skip. Just pretend you can't see any of that. Just to get like, just pretend it starts on the. Okay. Word okay, this. okay. Okay. Let's okay. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. This is Laura and Corey. Why aren't you talking? You told me to pretend I can't see anything. No, until we get to this. Okay, so I'm going to say three, two, one, then we start on this. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Do you want to count off? No, I'm scared. Okay, three, two, one. This, this is, is Laura, Laura and Corey from, from the, the new hit show, Halliston. And Sci-Fi Saturday Night is balls. I think you mean tits. And Sci-Fi Saturday Night is tits. Good job. You're so smart. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our roof. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess, and you will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From a rarely used tie-dye manufacturing tub on sub-level 9, deep in Area 51, welcome to TalkCast 365, yet another edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Feeling sore-throatedly discomforted, I'm your host, The Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight, mm, some of the rest of the gang, in the Peabody Time Tunnel, it's our own button-pushing, keyboard-clacking, sonic screwdriver-driving, violent virtuoso, Kriana, who's been muttering about stuff. Any better yet? I'll take that as a no. Back from a well-deserved vacation in the stacks of the Dank Dungeons Collegiate Prep Underground Library at California Cyborg University at Sulphur Springs, New Jersey, where she teaches salty limericks to Watson after the IBM staff leaves. It's Zombrarian. I'm actually still on vacation in the Mad King's Labyrinth. Um, I will be here for a couple more hours. And that is all I have to say about that. Okay, cool. You know, two things before we start. Um, we have this kind of pre-show ritual where we sit down uh, with each other in the cast and the guest, and we kind of explain what's going to go on. And it rarely ever happens the way we explain it, but we try and just make the guest at ease. Uh, our guest tonight said to us, so is, is, is it kind of just freeform or, or PG-13? Andy, based on the opening that we just got, uh, I think we have the answer to that. I think so. Uh, yeah, this is uh, completely balls, and I'm very uncomfortable Perfect. right now. <laughs> Our guest tonight, all the way from Oakville, Canada, Andrew Staley, Stanley, I'm sorry, comes on to discuss his new Kickstarter for SCI, the Jewish comics anthology volume ton volume two 
which doesn't make sense to me for a couple of reasons, and we're going to discuss why it's SCI when it should be JCA, but that's okay. And it's volume two because clearly there were so many other unanswered questions in volume one and clearly more to come in volume three. Andy, Don't wait a minute. I just need talk to, to you. rewind us for a yes. moment. Okay. Okay, I know we make fun of you a lot about names. But I've oh, been not too lately because the joke gets old. Yeah. But you just messed up Stanley. I sure did, but it's spelled okay. weird. It's spelled, it is spelled weird. It's spelled, it is spelled weird, and it's, uh, uh, it's a made-up name from Canada Customs when my grandparents uh, emigrated from Germany. That's pretty so cool, actually. actually. Yeah. Uh, well, the original, the original family name is Stein, um, and they were uh, escaping Nazi Germany just after World War I when the Nazis were coming to power. And that was when anti-Semitism was uh, kind of prevalent around all borders in the world. And they were told at Canada Customs, you need to change your name because Stein sounds well, it's not so Jewish. Quite so Jewish. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it was either lose the family name or uh, go back and be persecuted in Germany. So change your name. Yeah, actually, uh, my grandmother went through the same thing going through Ellis Island in New York uh, when they shot through and it was kind of, well, that name doesn't sound American, so we're changing it for you. Uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> all over the place. Uh, I want to talk for just a little bit and I want to thank someone. Um, we did a Kickstarter about two or three years ago for uh, oh, the well. first book from our podcast called My Peculiar Family. And one of the people, you know, I'm just kind of book dropping right now. Um, and one of the people who who uh, was very important in being on Kickstarter and uh, supporting the book a as a patron and bringing others to it was uh, a very wonderful, wonderful person called Tasha Turner. And after uh, the Kickstarter ended, Tasha said, you know, if, if you'd like... I, I spend tons of time on Kickstarter. If I could just send you stuff every once in a while so that you can see it, maybe you'll find stuff you're interested in. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And Tasha, I need to thank you for this because she sent me this one. And oh, thank you. I just kind of, I looked at it and I just kind of went, this is really from a, a, a literature standpoint, from a book standpoint, from, from a comic standpoint, what Kickstarter does best. It's something that, you're not going to see at a at a bookstore. You're probably not going to see at a comic book store, but it's got uh, an appeal that is at some point very narrow, but at other points very wide. So I mean, it, it's one of those things that kind of defies any real definition, which makes it perfect for Kickstarter. And the more <laughs> I looked at it, right. the more you, you understand what I'm saying, though, right? Oh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Oh, except for the part that is you're not going to see it in any bookstores. Um, <laughs> we, well, I mean, it will, be, dis it will be distributed by Diamond, so we're, uh, we're there. Oh, but but you're right. Nice. You're right. Yeah, you're, you are 100% right. It is, um, I mean, given the title alone, it seems like a really niche kind of product. But, uh, but yeah, it does cast a wide net as well. So everybody, uh, everybody will be able to read and enjoy. Um, that's kind of one of the... Uh, 
uh, you know, the moniker, the Jewish comics anthology. I mean, it's really not a religious based collection of stories. No, not at all. Um, right. Yeah. So, so what we, you know, what we're doing is it's all these ancient tales and myths and legends from Hebrew culture, which goes back, you know, almost 6,000 years. Um, that the legend of the golem and, uh, uh, things about war and even just some things about family, community, and they're transported into future sci-fi settings. So these thousands-year-old stories that have been told over hundreds of generations are now reimagined into the future. So let's let's before we talk about the Kickstarter specifically, let's talk about Ah Comics, which sounds uh, kind of like comics, yeah. that. Well, I like it the other way. Because it's like, okay. ah, real monsters, or ah. Uh, well, that's, and that's I just also why that we put amazing. the exclamation Thank you. That's why we put the exclamation point in the logo. So it could be read that way as well. And it clearly stands for alternate history. That's uh, right. We need, was, yeah, the company uh, was. Go ahead, you're on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> totally interrupting. Uh, the company was named after <laughs> the company was named after the very first book that we published, which was called Titan: An Alternate History, which is uh, it's about a character who is reincarnated over thousands of lifetimes and keeps trying to take over the world, which is the long and the short of it. And oh, over the span of how many years has this been uh, your your literally private small press publishing company? Uh, the first Titan was published in 2011, so we are going on seven years. That's amazing. <clears throat> and during that seven years, you guys have produced uh, almost ten books. Ten, yeah. And I guess uh, this one is now your tenth, uh, if I can actually count. And, uh, uh, this, this will be number nine. Okay, so I can't count. Yeah. That's not an issue. <laughs> That's okay. You forgot to carry the one. I always forget or to carry you, the or, one. Or you, carry, or you carried the one. So how do you figure out um, what alternate history comics is going to do? We're, how do you pick and choose what's going on within this publishing house? Um, that's a, it's a very interesting question. Uh, like I was I said, hoping the company, it would be, actually. <laughs> the, uh, it's nice to have that validation, isn't it? The, um, the company was, uh, like we said, first published uh, Titan in Alternate History and really was just started to publish that uh, one book. And we didn't know uh, what we, we would be doing after that. Uh, the company, I started the company with uh, the, the author of Titan, Michael Tin Chisholm. Um, but it's since grown the uh, the next book we did was the one that I wrote and illustrated called Hobson's Gate, which is about a detective suffering from post-traumatic stress who takes on a demon who's terrorizing the city. So not really alternate history, but every book after that kind of had that alternate history vibe to it, uh, definitely in content and tone, especially uh, volume one of the Jewish Comics Anthology, which was in 2014. And then our, uh, basically our flagship series, Moonshot, the Indigenous Comics Collection, Volumes 1 and 2. So now it's kind of, we're very choosy in what we do um, to make sure that uh, all the books that we do 
follow that kind of historical and cultural uh, narrative. And ones that are really, what we really love to pick up on is ones that are about uh, diversity and empowerment and showing positive representation in, uh, you know, minority characters and stories that people don't really know. So how, how did the first Jewish comic anthology come to be? What was the, uh, what was the impetus behind that for you guys? Um, it was kind of a random, a kind of a random chance. Uh, I had a friend who had a friend uh, who worked for the Canadian Jewish News, which is the, one of the largest uh, Canadian published uh, news outlets in Canada. Um, and they wanted to do an interview with me because I was a Jewish guy who happened to own a, a, a publishing company and they were really trying to get into more graphic novel stories. So it was just solely based on that. Um, and after reading that article... Uh, the editor of Jewish Comics Anthology, Stephen Bergson, he read the article and said, oh, there's this local Toronto publisher and the you know, owner's Jewish. I've got this project that I've been working on for years. And uh, Stephen is a, um, he's an expert in the representation of Jews in comics, and he's done lectures uh, and talks all across uh, North America. And he had been compiling over, I think it was like seven or eight years, all these different stories about Jewish tales and Jewish uh, characters in comics. And he had been looking for somebody to help publish it. So he read the article, he got in touch with me. I said, that's like a fantastic idea. And there it is. And the weird thing is, there's a whole lot of people in here that are unexpectedly there. People like Robert Crumb, Harvey Pekar, Art Spiegelman, Will Eisner. how did you get them to do this? I mean, you know, we're, we're talking some <laughs> incredible talent there. Yeah. Um, some of them were, uh, the, well, volume one of the Jewish comics anthology is it's 50% reprinted stories and 50% right. original work. So a lot of the stories from some of the bigger name people, um, we, it was, I had approached, you know, DC comics and Marvel comics in the case of Will Eisner and Art Spiegelman, I had to talk to their representatives directly. It was basically just introducing the project and telling them what it's all about. And, um, you know, especially with Marvel and DC Comics, who very, 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 very rarely, probably never, let other publishers publish their own work, things that they publish themselves. But it was, it was because of the project itself that they got on board and they gave us the permission uh, to do this. So... And, uh, I mean, Art Spiegelman, for example, was he gave his personal permission, which was fantastic to be able to get in touch with him. It kind of blew me away because, you know, Mouse is, is kind of a, a seminal work in, in this kind of situation. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, I looked at that and I went, wow, that's kind of stunning. So, oh, thank you. First blew, me, book, blew me away as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why wouldn't it? My God. <laughs> But I, I, and I, I'm kind of shocked that like people like Harvey Pekar would have become involved as well. But hey, you know. Well, it was uh, it was his wife, uh, Harvey Pekar. <laughs> Harvey Pekar has passed away, uh, but it was his wife right. that I had actually, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's one of those uh, you know brushes with celebrity. I had uh, Harvey's wife is the one who uh, maintains the copyright um, of his work, so I had to talk to her uh, personally. Uh, beautiful, beautiful woman. 
And uh, what was fantastic about that relationship was she didn't want to take any money uh, for the rights uh, or to license wow. the book. But what she but what she asked for was that we donate copies of the book to uh, one of the cartooning colleges uh, that Harvey had uh, uh, had been involved with. So. So we were able to donate copies of the book to their library, which doesn't, you know, which doesn't get a lot of funding, which doesn't have the opportunity to buy a lot of outside work. So it was a, it was yeah. A, yeah. So it was a great, yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah. So then you decided three years later to begin putting together volume two. Yeah. Now in volume two, my understanding is it's all original material. Exactly. Yeah. 18 short stories, uh, just like volume one. Uh, and we're bringing on all original stories. Yeah. And so again, have, uh, once again, the list is freaking amazing. Uh, <laughs> Ty you. Templeton, uh, Neil Clyde and, uh, who is David Mack. Just, you know, David. some, the people involved in this are, Oh, and the ever popular and more. Because you didn't give us everything in, in the in the Kickstarter there. So, so how, what can you tell us about this? How did this one come together? Because probably, I'm, I'm assuming it came together very differently than the first one did. Uh, it was different. Um, like I uh, was mentioning earlier, volume one was more Stephen came to me just with the idea. He had the list of stories. Uh, he had the people that uh, he thought might be good to work on the book. And that was basically it. He, you know, he basically handed me the package as a publisher and uh, we ran with it together. This one was definitely uh, different. It's more work involved also in a much shorter amount of time. Um, and it's a, it's a great collaboration between Stephen and I. I'm the one who kind of came up with the concept. What if we did something sci-fi? This is something that nobody's ever seen before or done. Um, uh, you know, there are, there are, uh, authors who have written, uh, stories, uh, about Jewish culture, um, single sort of vignettes that are set in a sci-fi setting, but those are sort of one-offs and few and far in between. Nobody's ever created this original collection of so many stories, taking, uh, the ages old tales and transporting them, uh, into a universe like this. Uh, so it was a lot of work, and I did a lot of digging, uh, a huge amount of work on Stephen's part um, as the editor, because he went through so many, you know, midrash and uh, Torah tales and fables mm -hmm. to see which to see which ones, you know, would actually be good fits to adapt into a sci-fi setting, because uh, that's a difficult task as, as well, because not everything, you know, you can read and think, oh wow, that would be great if, uh, you know. It was kind of like this, or it was some things like that. clearly Another, yeah. were better than others. Yeah, no question. Yeah, about exactly. It. Yeah. So where where did you gather these creators? Where did where did they come from? From uh, friends of friends, or, or professional uh, knowledge of each other? Because this is this is one hell of a list. It's uh, thank you. Um, some of them came from uh, not some of them. I would say most of them. Uh, are friends of friends through professional connections. So it's kind of a, a column A and a column B from what you, uh, <laughs> from what you asked. Gotcha. Um, 
A couple of them we've worked with uh, before on uh, Moonshot, the Indigenous Comics Collection, Volumes 1 and 2. Um, uh, David Mack, uh, of course, uh, and Gushoyot uh, uh, Alvitra, who is not Jewish herself, except she has, uh, she's told me she has cousins who converted to Judaism, uh, so she's got it in the family, which was fantastic to see because I just wanted her on board because she's an incredible artist. And then I heard that she's got the Jewish community connection. She's like, oh, perfect. Um, Ty Templeton I've worked with before on, uh, on Mark Twain's Niagara graphic novel, which is also coming out next year. Uh, a couple of these people are local Toronto folk, uh, Rachel uh, uh, Adam Gorham, Catherine Pyro, Liat Shalom, Shane Kirschenblatt. Um, but from volume one, we have worked on before was uh, we have Trina Robbins, Rachel Pollock, uh, and uh, a bunch of other people, Joan Fernari. David Mack provided artwork for the Moonshot Kickstarter campaigns, so he's he's on board. The biggest one that I'm most excited about is Bill Sankovich. Um, he was yeah. one of my favorite one of my favorite artists, even even uh, even when I was younger, and I, I can't believe that he uh, agreed to be part of the project. Um, and uh, you know, I can't discuss financials, but he very 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 generously. Uh, uh, is doing artwork for us um, and not <laughs> charging his regular commercial rate. Um, gotcha. Which I mean, which I mean, which is uh, which is well earned. And if I could pay it, I would pay double um, because he is just that good. So, but uh, like we said, a project like this, we need uh, the help of the community. We need the funding, and that's why we've thrown it up on Kickstarter. So you have this wonderful list of creators. And this wonderful uh, omnibus of different stories uh, in the Jewish tradition going back 6,000 years. How did you decide who got what and, and, and all of that? We, what we, how I like to operate is it's very collaborative through, you know, from the editors down to the authors down to the artists. So we... Uh, created the synopsis for the 18 stories that we'd like to include. And we emailed them to the authors themselves and basically said, which ones do you resonate most with? Which one would you think you would like to adapt? And so all the authors uh, themselves had a chance to, the chance to choose the stories they wanted to work on. And they pitched us on how they thought that, uh, uh, that they could adapt it and to add the embellishments and the, uh, the sci-fi details. And it just went from there. That's that's incredibly cool, but dangerous at the same time because you really don't know how they're going to take this story and they're going to go with it. You're just trusting their creative sense to make it happen. Yeah, well, I mean, we we discuss it as they go. They pitch us their rough concept of uh, uh, you know the basic plot line and the characters that they want to work with uh, for the story, and then we talk about it and we approve it, and you know we say. And sometimes we say, well, that's, you know, that's not really going to work or that'll work or that's awesome. Or, you know, this is, oh, that sounds great. But what do you think about taking it, you know, slightly on this angle? And it's the same process as a, as a director of a film will work with the actor, try a couple of different right. takes, you know, do it a different, you know, do it a, you know, do some practice moves, see what works best. So then when their cameras actually start rolling, when they actually start writing, they just go. 
So how far along are these stories now that, that you're in kickstart mode? Are some done? Are they all done? Are they in process? What's going on? Uh, one of them is done. Um, that's the one that you can see uh, online. There's two pages up. They're kind of put side to side uh, called The Climb, um, which is selfishly right. the one that I'm writing and illustrating. <laughs> uh, the, one, uh, <laughs> called, <laughs> the one called Babel from Neil, Neil Clyde, being illustrated by Jank Allen, uh, colors by Frank Reynoso. Um, that, one is, uh, that one is done as well. And the other ones we're still working, going back and forth with the authors, uh, just to hammer out the, the rough drafts. The second the campaign is done, they're going to finish the scripts, give it to us, we'll throw it over to the artists, and the book will be done in the spring. One of the things that you get to see in the Kickstarter, which you just mentioned, is uh, some of the original artwork that goes along with the original stories. Uh, and I'm trying to see who did the climb, and I can't, and it doesn't say. Oh, that's me. But, uh, that's you. Okay. That's me. I'm sorry. That guy who does the climb did some <laughs> really incredibly uh, intense work there. And it's, it's oh, funny because each of, each of the different pieces of artwork in the book has a very different feel to it. Um, yeah. The one uh, that. that was done by Jake Allen. I'm sorry, Neil Cleed, uh for Babel uh, is, is yeah. again, a very different feel to it. Each one of these is, uh, like, really cool. Yeah, each one, each one different, which is, which is great, which is what we want. We want the reader to go through a nice variety of stuff. Um, and each one is just, they are just incredible. So every single artist who's working on this have, they are industry, you know, they've, they've been in the, they've done the books, Marvel, DC, industry veterans, they've won their awards. And it's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how it's such a niche project. People may not come across it because they might read, oh, Jewish comics, well, that's not for me. I'm not, you know, I'm not into that kind of thing. But um, when you see the caliber of the writing and the, off, and the artists yeah. and the artwork in it, yeah. It's, yep, yeah, yep, 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 you've, you've got to keep turning the pages. Uh, well, like I said, it was the first couple of images that just kind of blew me away. And uh, again, uh, the email that you got from our broker, we said, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, I also grabbed a copy of this one as well. Uh, and yeah, that, thank that's you. our and biggest... Thank you so much. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that uh, I really really enjoy uh no question about it so this is like a passion project for you it's anyway. uh yeah i mean it's it definitely you know it has it has it hits it hits home that's for sure um for both steven and i uh so it is both a passion project you know as well as, well as being a a, reg, a a commercial project for the company oh yeah well i mean yeah. it can't yeah. use yeah. It clearly can be both. There's no question about that. <laughs> oh, but it sure, seems yeah. to me that when when a, a small press publisher uh, like AH Publishing or Ah, which I still am going to keep <laughs> calling it that, uh, you know, has ah, uh, sorry about that. I, I'm going to. There's no question about it. Um, 
when, when a small press publishing company like this uh, does this, there's no real, yeah, let's do this too. It's like every project within their, their, their core is really got a, a sense of passion behind it. And that's kind of what I'm seeing in literally every book uh, on your website. No, thank you. Well, thank you very much. Mm. No, no problem with that at all. Can we can we talk about uh, another book that I haven't been able to to see much about yet, and uh, that's Mark Twain's Niagara. Yes, uh, Mark Twain's Niagara is something that we're actually working on uh, right now. That is uh, that's a really, really, really also passion project because. It's based on a screenplay uh, that was written by a, a, an actor, Zachary Schwartz. Um, Zachary Schwartz was actually a good friend of mine. We grew up together in uh, Niagara Falls and St. Catharines, and uh, we lost touch for a while. He, uh, um, but uh, we reconnected years ago, and he's telling me about this uh, screenplay that he's writing. He's a huge Mark Twain uh, expert, historian, and so he's amalgamated... Uh, a lot of different parts and events from uh, Mark Twain's other works into this one story that's based on, uh, that in turn is based on a short story that Mark Twain wrote um, about his very first experience coming to uh, Niagara Falls, Canada by steam train. And that was, uh, his trip was in the 1860s. So this graphic novel is a graphic novel adaptation of, Zachary's original screenplay, which is an adaptation of uh, over a dozen works of Mark Twain himself. So it's going to be, uh, again, we have a collection of uh, artists who are writing it. So it's going to be broken up into chapters, and each artist is, going, is illustrating a different chapter. So it's still going to kind of Very have that cool. uh, anthology feel to it. Yeah. Clearly, you're an artist in your own right. You're a writer in your own right. How did how did it come from that sketchbook when you were a teenager to this? What propelled you to get to here? Um, just uh, <laughs> sheer determination. <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds, high school guy. No, no not at all. Yeah, high school guidance counselor, you know, when they sit you down. Uh, here in, in, in Ontario, we had what's called the OACs, which is essentially grade 13. Um, so when you're in grade 12, they sit you down at the beginning of the year, the guidance counselors, and says, what do, what do you want to do in university? What kind of career do you want to go to? And I said, well, I, I love art. I want to draw. That's what I want to do. And you know, they said, oh, well, there's, there's no industry for that. There are no jobs in art. So pick something else. Nope. Sorry right. about that. People yeah, just don't and, uh, like that art stuff. No, <laughs> those kids and their artwork. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, and, and so researching schools and universities, I mean, we had the Ontario college of art and design, which was at that time, one of the, uh, prestigious colleges to graduate from. Uh, I ended up at, uh, York university for, uh, uh, visual arts degree. So my degree is in uh, drawing and painting. Uh, but I also have a minor degree in art history and archaeology, which is a great pairing for 
the, the company itself, I mean, it's pure coincidence that it was actually called an alternate history because uh, I didn't come up with that title. It was actually Michael who came up with it. Um, but it, it gels well. And got very lucky years later that uh, um, somebody decided to take a chance on a, on a, a couple of guys to uh, help produce this uh, graphic novel called Titan that they had been putting together for years as buddies. And uh, we were able to do that. It started. Uh, it got some uh, got some good press, and uh, we decided to incorporate the company, and that's basically how that started. Um, for the hundred times that people find themselves in the position you're in, and the ninety times that nothing occurs, and the ten times that people fight for their vision and work towards their vision and get their vision out to a public that finds an audience and that audience appreciates what's going on. That's where you're at right now. And it's, uh, I'm thrilled that you're here to talk about this. I'm thrilled at the books that you're producing. I absolutely adore what's going on with uh, alternate histories, uh, comics and press. And Andy, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Really, seriously. Oh, well. Oh, wow. Well, thank you very much. Uh, the honor is all mine, for sure. Um, and just quickly to hit on the point, uh, uh, we're, AH Comics is growing, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't me. Uh, I mean, I can't take the credit. It's, a, it's to get to a, a point like this where we're working with these people is, is that's the thing is we're working. I'm able to make the connections and work with people. Um, it's all of the writers, the artists, the editors, you know, even the printing companies that, uh, that I deal with, those are the ones that really make it for age comics. So, uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's where it is. It doesn't, uh, you know, it, it takes a community to build a village. So that's, that's what and I, and it also take it also takes one guy to sit there and go, I'd really like to make this happen and just kind of gel it all together. And, Andy Stanley, you're the guy who did it, and it's Alternate yeah. History Comics. The book that's on Kickstarter right now is Psy, the Jewish Comics Anthology Volume 2. As we're recording tonight, it is one-third of the way uh, pledged for a goal of $40,000, and they got 40 days left to go. So, guys, get off your asses, because uh, this is some really cool stuff. You'll recognize a number of the writers and authors and, and artists in there. Um, and a bunch of them you won't recognize, but this is something really different, really new, really special. Andrew, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, you are so welcome. Thank you. This has been a wonderful thing. Hey, uh, 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 uh Zomber, are you in? Yeah. Are you there, love? Got anything you want to talk about tonight? You know what? No. I was going to and everything. I yeah. I um I was gonna What are we cheering about? <laughs> the fact that we're going to break wow. early tonight. We are. <laughs> I I haven't finished watching Stranger Things yet, so I don't have anything to talk about yet. And have yeah, what well, next week we also want to talk about the Orville getting a season two. Uh okay. and Disney buying Fox. And the magicians adding Felicia Day, which I know Kriana's just going to love. 
<laughs> the magicians? But, yeah, the magicians on sci-fi. It's oh, really that cool. one, yes. Oh, is that still going? It is, actually. Yeah, I was thinking librarians. So, Kriana, do you know who's going to be on the show next week? I'll I'm guessing no. Because there's nobody on the website. I, but we'll I let don't you know. know. Because Sci-Fi Night is the official podcast of Renicon, Teen Comic Con, Booksandbooks.com, and Comic Art House. This is Comic Art House with some of the best deals on a route from dozens